What's going on, everybody? It's Blandon here from Wealth HQ, and this is our Home Seeker podcast. What I want to talk to you about today is what you should be doing if you want to be buying your home in 2024. What do you need to focus on right now? What can you do right now that's going to allow you to get the bank to say yes so that you can get into your first home? If you find value in this episode, all I ask for is just one simple thing, and that is to share this episode with one person that's going to benefit from it. If you want to be ready to buy your home, then here are the five steps you should take and you can make this your checklist if you're already on that journey to buying your home. The first step is actually to work, that is quite obvious, but also to save. Why is this important? Well, if you were to borrow money from the bank, they want to see at least 5% of your deposit as what we call genuine savings. That is having the deposit sitting in your account for more than six months. Or if you can show a track record that you're always putting money away, that's going to make your application a lot stronger. Because after all, if you spend every single dollar that is coming in, the bank is going to question how you're going to be able to pay for the mortgage because the mortgage is going to be costing more than the rents right now. And so you're not savings, you're not paying rents, then chances are the mortgage is not going to be affordable. Now, you don't want to just save. You also want to have savings, right? Savings of at least six months of emergency savings for at least six months of living expense. This is not only going to just provide you with a cushion, but a safety net of any emergency that happens in your life. You can feel a lot more confident that something is there to help you financially. So work and save at least six months of living expense is your first step. The second step is debt management. If you're earning good money, but you can't save, chances are maybe you need to relook at your budget or you have these debts that you need to pay for. Things like your gem visa, credit card, car loans, buy now, pay later. These are all going to hurt your savings. So what you want to do in that area is to look for lower interest rate as often as you can. You want to consolidate those debt. If you got credit card on 22%, you might want to consolidate that onto your personal loan that's at 15, 16%. And if you got a personal loan, maybe you need to refinance that across to your car. When the loan is against an asset like a car, then the interest rate is going to be a bit lower, maybe 8 to 12%. And that's again going to save you more money. And you don't really want to lower your repayments. You want to keep it the same so that you can get rid of those debts as quickly as possible. Not only will you feel free from finance, but you're also going to look better at the bank because every $1 that you keep is about 4 to $5 in lending. So if you have a $10,000 limit on credit card, right, that's going to lower your borrowings by around forty to $50,000. As a rule of thumb, if you keep it in that ratio, the quicker you get rid of your debt, the more you can borrow from the bank. And you're going to feel a lot more comfortable to actually service the debt as well because right now mortgage is going to cost more than rent and if you still have to pay your car loan, your credit cards on top of the mortgage is not going to work and chances are bank might not even lend you that money. So consolidating is a very important step. The third step is to apply the 60-30-10 savings rule. If you ever read the Barefoot Investor, you might have heard of the 60-20-20 rule, which is basically every dollar that comes into your bank account, you want to split it into different buckets. You know, break it up 60% to go for your living expense, 20% for your savings, your long-term wealth, and then 20% for your smiles and 
splurge bucket, which is basically allowing yourself to go out and spend on whatever you want that makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, you know, you make money, you do want to enjoy it, right? You want to have different things in life. And the Barefoot Investor is number one personal finance book. And that is a very good principle to stick with. So we have modified that slightly to 60, 30, 10. If you're wanting to buy a house right now, you really want to put away at least 30% of that income. If you can't put 30% away, it's potentially because you're either spending too much, you relook at your budget, or you potentially need to find a new job where you earn enough that you can put away some money. Now, if you're living with your parents, you know, you're a bit younger and you don't have much obligation, you don't have kids, then potentially you need to flip those numbers around where you're only spending 30% on your living expense, 60% on your savings long-term, and then 10% for that splurge spiral bucket. Make sure you know you go take those little trips that you need to refuel, to recharge, so that you can keep pushing towards buying your first home. Step number four is to actually maximize your savings through things like KiwiSaver. Why is that important? Well, KiwiSaver, first of all, you've got free government money, about $1,000 a year, and then your employer contribution around 3%. So if you contribute 3%, you're getting that match. It's just a no-brainer to make sure that you at least try to contribute as much as the employer is willing to put in. You're already getting 100% return on your money. KiwiSaver also forces you to not look at that money because you're putting into this KiwiSaver, you can't touch it, you can't just pull it out until you buy your first home. So it's a very good way to keep you disciplined and just putting that money away first so you don't even see it. And it's very important, like a lot of people might look at KiwiSaver as like, oh, which one's gonna give you best return? Now, believe it or not, the 10% return that you get from it is not gonna be significant. Even if you have, say for example, 20,000 of KiwiSaver, you go from 5% to 10%, we're looking at around $1,000 difference, right? So the percentage in return is gonna be less relevant compared to if you put an extra $1,000 away every single month, right? So that's gonna contribute towards your deposit much better than trying to find the best return on a KiwiSaver. But in saying that, don't just listen to me on a podcast and then just go make those KiwiSaver decision. Talk to someone in the field as an expert who's a KiwiSaver advisor. We have some KiwiSaver advisors in WHQ or WealthHQ. You can talk to and see which fund's going to be best for you. But KiwiSaver is a very important step to maximize the savings that you are building up. The fifth and last step is to seek professional advice, right? You really want to have a mortgage advisor, a lawyer, a real estate agent, those people around you. But more importantly right now is just to have a financial advisor that can guide you the first four steps, right? That can guide you through the first four steps. The first one being, you know, working and saving. Second one is debt management, consolidate those debt to low interest rate. Third one, budget with a 60-30-10 rule. There's actually a free webinar that I'm linking in the description below that's going to allow you to see that rule and take a closer look on how you can apply it in your life. And the fourth one being the KiwiSaver, right? That's going to make the biggest contribution towards your first home if you use it correctly. And then fifth and last one is to get the team around you. If you haven't looked at it already, WealthHQ, they help you through all of those steps for free. The way we make money is managing mortgage insurance and KiwiSaver. So if you need that extra person to help you be accountable, get some advice from, reach out to WealthHQ, WHQ.co.nz. Someone's going to help you through all those steps. We have seen clients who thought they might take another five years to buy homes and going through that process, they went to buy a home in five months. They saw that they were actually needing to cut back on a lot of the expense to make that big difference in terms of that first home purchase. So if you're needing some help or you just want to talk to somebody, reach out. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, I'll see you guys again.